Smartcast. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement. Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's with great pleasure that I have the opportunity of introducing special guest, Alyssa Couture. Alyssa is an author, fashion designer, and fashion entrepreneur. She's currently focused on her fresh, inspired, healthy fashion campaign in conjunction with promoting her upcoming fashion book. She's a fashion expert with over 15 years of experience in a number of roles. Some of those have included fashion business, fashion designing, creative designing and directing, styling, merchandising, journalism, fashion retailing, and fashion show production. Apart from fashion, Alyssa has a spiritually driven lifestyle having previously lived in several ashrams and monasteries. Alyssa is currently writing and promoting her upcoming soon to be released fashion book. The book establishes an alternative modern approach to clothing, fashion deemed medicinal. Alyssa's website is www.hfcampaign.com. It's a great pleasure that I welcome Alyssa to the show. Welcome to the show, Alyssa. Hi, thank you so much, Jason, for having me. I appreciate you coming on. And I was just saying before we got on uh, on recording, I, was, I just really appreciate uh, the opportunity of talking to you about this topic because it's ironic. But a few weeks ago, I thought to myself, you know, I'd love to have on the show like something that's interdisciplinary, something that has fashion, for example, and spirituality. And it's like we're talking and I'm like, this is amazing because you meet that exact parameters. And I want to ask you. How did you get started to be spiritual? I mean, well, let me rephrase my question. My, my first question would be is, how do you determine fashion and spirituality intertwined with one another? Well, that's a great question. And I can start off uh, simply by stating many of the uh, gurus in India and many of monks in, in Asia, they wear cotton, primarily cotton robes. And the, cotton, the plant-based cotton is just that it is it belongs in a spiritual setting and we all basically um should 
belong in a spiritual setting. With that being said, um, having this spirituality be a part of fashion is basically it's an extension of ourselves and an extension of our well-being. So what we wear is a part of our practice, practice of devotion, practice of ritual that is sacred to, to oneself. So when I talk about spiritual, spirituality and fashion, I'm also uh, bringing in a multidimensional perspective within uh, the field of design. And that is being fashion that is multidimensional mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, energetically. So as you may know, because you have psychic powers, uh, <laughs> what, what I'm trying to develop is more psychic fashion. Uh, I love it. I mean, <laughs> more enlightened, it's more um, aware, it's more awakened. Um, and that is the type of design that I promote. Um, I was a, a fashion design student and I had a small handmade fashion brand. So I started developing my own clothes that were spiritually aligned with myself and uh, in others collectively. So I did get a taste in order to be able to design and develop a product that was wholesome, holistic, it, it empowered us, it makes us feel good inside and feel good and out, it makes us look and feel beauty, beautiful inside and out. You and I share, I was looking at your materials and you, I think you said spiritual awakening. I call it spiritual renaissance. Same thing. You, you recognize yeah. in your information, your book, I believe, to identify that we're on a new age, post-COVID, post-2020, whatever you want to call it. It's a new, it's a new beginning for us to hit the reset button spiritually and really get in connection with our mind-body-spirit connection. I saw that in your materials too. I was so impressed with that. I was like, that's how I think. That's what I love. And mind-body-spirit and I guess applying it to fashion, plant-based fabrics as compared to fake synthetic. synthetic materials that could be toxic to us and restrictive and suppressive, right? Yes, exactly. And so how do we change the way society looks at fabrics and bring it into the, cause I'm already sold. I, I, I love what you're talking about. I believe everything has vibrations. Uh, crystals, for example, have vibrations. Why is it different that fabric or materials we dress ourselves with should be not having five, you know, have some vibrational energy to it or has some ability to give us a uh, nourishment through our daily lives, right? If you have plants around us, we're part of nature. Plants are part of nature. It makes sense. We should surround ourselves with plant clothing. Do you have a, Yes, there's new developments happening, but there's a lot of petroleum oil that's sort of getting in the way. Uh, for instance, uh, they have a spa therapeutic glove made with an aloe vera treatment, which helps soothe the skin, but they're using a synthetic glove, which is made out of polyester, and that traps in a lot of the uh, air, and it keeps the oxygen flow from going, from happening. So there's also... Um, New developments, though, like the cactus uh, leathers. There's a new leather that is made from cactus, but they're putting in 30 to 40%. I don't know the complete percentage, but they're putting in a synthetic petroleum ingredient mixed into the healthy ingredients. So we're sort of kind of 
uh, butting heads with the petroleum oil industry and trying to create these healthy plant-based products. I mean, uh, we could be de developing textile pigments with crushed crystals, as you said. I love that. The crystal vibration. How cool would that be to be able to wear crystals on you, right? Like. <laughs> and, and they have a little bit of the crystal uh, use, crystal powders and makeup in the makeup industry. But like I said, it's not common. It's not uh, popular. And this whole mainstream of healthy fashion is going to actually uh, bring the new awakening and also bring a new type of development within all industries. So as we, as the fashion industry becomes empowered and, and more, more and more plant-based and medicinal and mineral ingredients, I believe the other industries are following suit and also some are also just way more ahead of the game as well. So we're all kind of catching up the, every industry together. And at this point, because there's 90% of synthetic fabric being used in the textile industry, it's 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 about ninety percent at this mm. point. Considering that there's also rayon, and uh, there's a lot of rayon being used, uh, the silky uh, faux silks. So uh, the reason, the, the main reason why we wear plants is because it comforts us, it soothes us, it has a crystalline makeup. I have done some research and the plant itself has a crystalline makeup. So when we wear the plants, it is crystalline light and it does absorb more of our negative energies that comes off us throughout the day. So it has a, a more of a supportive to the aura. It has more of a way to support the aura. And the last point I wanted to make was basically with our synthetic fabric, uh, it is a petroleum-based oil that's coming deep from the earth and we're digging up all these fossil fuels and it's not necessarily renewable. So we're, we're, di we're digging up a non-renewable resource. And Life is hard, but finding a really great podcast makes the days go by so much easier. Hi, my name is Blue Toulousma. I'm a writer, an emotional intelligence coach, and the host of Humanize with Blue Toulousma, a podcast where we believe that when you humanize everyone in the room, a great conversation is almost guaranteed. Join us every week here on Electricast as me and my guest co-hosts unpack big topics and interview even bigger personalities with a sense of humor and a dash of mischief. If you're looking for a new best friend in your head, we've got you covered. Electric acid. When we cover it in our body, when we cover it over our body, it actually does trap in the air uh, extensively to the point where it could be a, a medical um, issue. See that. As you were talking, I was thinking of this. You think of petroleum-based products. I think of dead material from either vegetation life from millions of years ago or dinosaurs or whatever, that, that decomposed material of millions of years, right? We compare that to live plants that live on the earth, breathe like we do, and are part of our ecosystem. When you compare those two, in my mind at least, the way I'm looking at it is like put gunk on you and, yeah. and be gunky and you feel gunky or, or wear some amazing fabric plant-based material that you know is alive in essence and has a much better feeling to it. That's just, I'm, I'm thinking of the vibes of that. Does that sound about how you would look at it too or? Exactly what it is, and that's what I say in my own head. I, I repeat that information. Um, it, it just there's no, there's a strong comparison of difference, and, and that difference is makes us 
be capable of trying to create something that something that we can wear and is actually edible too. That's another point to make. You know, we eat plants, but we can't yeah. technically. It, it, petroleum oil is also made from gasoline. I mean, we don't necessarily know the types of toxic chemicals that are being produced. I know there's in the thousands, multiple thousands of chemicals that we're being subjected to, and more so it, it is coming from these acrylics and the polyester. And I, I have a polyester coat. I mean, I'm not dissing, I'm not 100% I'm much better like but having an outer layer is not as bad as, you know, wearing uh, first base layers as your, as your plants. If I'm, if I was in the tropics, I'd be hundred percent plant-based, but because people are in colder climates, we don't have uh, incredible option. And what we do, we could uh, design and develop uh, a coat made with Capic fiber. There is a hundred percent plant-based down faux alternative, and we could cover it in a flannel, uh, jersey fabric and voila you got a hundred percent uh plant-based coat it, it's just not um we're not there yet as a and it could be i, I haven't explored the, i've explored the hundreds of thousands of uh fashion brands out there but from what from the research that i've done it's it's really not popular and it's not common i love that and i'm just thinking to myself how amazing it is that you are doing this and there's one aspect of it i want to bring up too is sustainability if you wear plant-based fabrics, what's your footprint and carbon footprint and all that for global warming and the environment? I, it sounds like, I mean, I'm not sure the process used in making plant-based clothing, but I would think that if you're, if you're wearing plant-based clothing it's, it, it, and if it's contributing in a positive way to helping affect, to reverse global warming and climate change, that would be even an added benefit that we could, you know, talk about or stress upon for our audience because, you know, we're dealing with the real results of what global warming is doing in our society and anything we can do to leave a zero footprint in our environment and be one more in union and harmony with the planet, look at mother earth as our mother, <laughs> then I just see that all like working hand in hand. Yes. So you're right on. And, and like I said, I agree with everything you say, and these are similar uh, subjects that I uh, think about. And ideally, if we produce more plants on this planet, it's going to help planet breathe one. Yes. So if I, I've actually developed uh, a list of 36 different types of plants that we can start developing industrially uh, in mass quantities. So if we if we start developing instead of cotton and linen, if we start developing 36 different types of plant, the mass production, we're going to actually help uh, nourish the planet and make the climate, like you said, lessen the climate change and all that. And they said the number the third polluter, third top polluter is um, petroleum. No, the first is petroleum oil. And the second or third is fashion. And, and the reason why is because wow. all of our, our, our materials are made from the petroleum oil. So we need to change this. <laughs> yes. The climate need- change, fashion industry is affecting the climate change, as you say. We need to make some changes. So, it, and let me ask you this, and this might be a little beyond your book a little bit, but you've been in the industry for 15 plus years and you've been in multiple roles as an expert. And by the way, you're the first fashion expert I've ever had on my show. So thank you for coming today. I really, I really like this. This is cool. I, I love having spirituality applied to other areas of our world because I think people can start thinking of spirituality, not just isolated, like, oh, a psychic or 
go to church or pray by yourself or meditate. It's actually all around us and it's part of what we are. Uh, but I want to ask you, looking at your situation and everything that you're doing right now, how do you think the fashion industry can make some conscious changes to implement plant-based fabrics and to be more green friendly and, you know, appropriate, appropriately addressing the issues of our climate change that is going to be really ramping up if we don't make some massive changes soon. Yeah. Well, most of um, production is in undeveloped countries. So we need to start developing our underdeveloped countries in order to create more balance on the planet. That's one main issue um, that I'd like to talk about. And I don't really want to get into it too much, but sure. as you had said, what was the question? I was just asking you what steps do you think the fashion industry could take to implement yeah. plant-based fabrics and, and make these changes that sound like they're extremely necessary for our planet? Well, it starts with the designers, but it also starts with the textile uh, designers and the fabric and textile manufacturers that are making fabrics. But the demand really does involve uh, the population at large. If we all buy cotton and linen, everyone's going to want that and they're going to want to wear that and it's going to be produced more so it's really a collective we're all really going to have to get involved together uh, i think the designers are a little bit uh stuck because they feel you know they want to make a buck whether or not they want to make a buck they know that synthetic fabric is cheaper so they make products in, in the cheaper fabric but what we really have to do i think as an industry is bring the trend in the health and the wellness part of it and get that more involved in like the big mass uh, Whole Foods uh, markets. I don't know if you know about Whole Foods, but all these large organic grocery stores, they're entirely made up of natural produce, but they're large and they're mass. So what we have to do kind of is, is develop our brands and create more uh, plant-based uh, brands, uh, more brands that are large that want to say, not just no to faux fur, I mean, not just say no to fur, but what they want to say no to the polyester. And it's going to take time, but not so much time. It, we have to resonate what you said, but we have to align ourselves and resonate with these fibers and these materials because we're surrounded by the forest and the plants and yeah. everything is covered in the plants. So being able to put it on our body gives us that connection. It gives us that plant connection. It makes total sense to me as you're saying that to me. It just makes complete total sense. How do you think designers will react with plant-based fibers? Is there anything that you think they'll have an aversion to either cost or implementation or mindset changes? Like, what do you think of that? Based on your well, experience, yes, I've I've done research, and there's there's plenty of uh, plant-based designers. Uh, not enough, though. I mean, nothing to cover the planet. What we should probably start doing is thinking about the targets and the WalMarts and the mass mass retailers in implementing more plants into those stores because this is a mass population, whether we want to believe it or not. And I know some of the local designers will. They're also producing, I, I don't want to minimize local produce and local designers. They're an incredible part of the community. But we really have to identify how can we bring the plant-based market to life. And we really have to uh, introduce it to the, the people who can, who are on economical budgets and then create the cotton, the linen, the tensile, the hemp fiber, 
the nettle uh, and whatnot, the bamboo fibers, bring all those more into the NAS retailers. That's what I believe will help prompt more of an initiative. In those types of trends, I believe high fashion follows low fashion, low fashion follows high fashion. I think that we all kind of follow each other. There isn't really just a hierarchy anymore. I think we're kind of getting more balanced within that spectrum. So, I mean, I go into Target and I see some sustainable um, product more and more. And I think that there's, there is there is a, not a history, but there's a momentum happening. So much within the sustainable industry, but so much of the sustainable industry involves plastic, uh, involves the polyester, uh, because in order to be sustainable, let's wear plastic bottles. Well, the thing is, we shouldn't be wearing plastic bottles. It, it can be sustainable to take out of the landfills, but it shouldn't be protecting our body. The, the, the plastic bottles, um, it has BPA in them. Most plastic bottles have BPA, uh, bisphenol, and that's a chemical that doesn't belong on the body. So like I said, there's a lot of greenwashing in the sustainable industry. However, there's also a lot of good. And I think the sustainability is basically giving the health, healthy fashion, the health and wellness fashion trend sort of a stepping stone in order to, okay, let's, let's get to not just helping the earth. If we help our body, it's everything. Going, yes. If we help our body, it's going to help everything. Yes. I love that. I, uh, I want to get into your book. Healthy fashion, the deeper truths. And I I love metaphysical concepts. And I know that your book has mind, body, spirit in it. We were briefly talking about it earlier. I want to ask you, like, how's been the reaction from colleagues, others in the industry when you talk about this concept? How have they received it? Well, it's a new book, and I haven't, I have it right here. This is the sample copy. This wow. Sample copy I got from my publisher. Congratulations. It looks great. <laughs> it has a nice texture to it. It's, re it's really pretty. It's a pretty yeah. color. Um, but so this book, um, it, it is quite uh, metaphysical. It, it has a lot of uh, mysticism and esoteric subjects that I talk about. And they kind of involve the spiritual realm. Uh, not so the religious realm, but the spiritual realm. And then with the energy uh the, the energy energy body the fabrics with the energy body that's also oh my god it's metaphysical because not everybody believes in the aura i didn't mean to interrupt you but i i get premonitions sometimes and i just got one with you i feel like this is going to be a success and you may make a video related to your ideas from this book a video a video production of something related oh, to your wow. concepts from your book yeah because i, I literally I can see you doing a video and it's going to be successful and it'll be on either one of the platforms, you know, you'll have, it's going to be like, you know, like inconvenient truth was in the early 2000s with Al Gore, I think it was with global warming. I think that's the if I remember correctly, but I feel like this is a niche. It's beyond a niche. It's, it's like you're signaling the alarm <laughs> for the fashion industry to get on board with everybody else that we've got to make these changes and be sustainable and, and healthier and spiritual and balanced and i can feel all that in your energy so i see you doing a, a video of my film production so yes i think that would actually help a lot and i hope to do that i i actually did fall of 2022 well yeah okay that's what well, i get the time frame because you're going to be doing this book for a while and going around tour and promoting it and whatnot and then i feel like you're going to come off that into the holidays and then you'll get into 2022 but you're busy as it is so implementing, yeah. doing this and producing it, I feel like sometime next year. Well, that's exciting. Thank you so much. <laughs>
I, yeah. I love to hear stuff like that. It gives me hope. Yeah. Um, look at what you've accomplished in 15 years. I mean, I looked at your bio and I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like you've done all the full spectrum of fashion related things. I want to ask, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm not getting off topic, but I'll ask you about your background. Out of all the different things you've done in the fashion industry, what was your favorite or what is your favorite and why? Well, I, I would say uh, when I was able to do my handmade fashion brand, I was making all of my clothes from scratch. I was selling them in some e-retailers uh, e and some small boutiques. And that was really one of my favorite because I went to fashion science school and I'm, I, I love energy behind designing and, and draft patterning, patterning. And I, I just love it. I love designing. <laughs> You're good at it. I sense that in your energy. It's a natural talent. It's an ability. It's your passion. It's your creative expression. It's uh, yeah. it's the inside of you that comes out. It's like you bring this into being because this is a part of you that you can share with everyone else. Yes, and I was I was at the Whole Foods local pop up shops, and people were coming up and they were buying off the rack, and it was feeling great because they were really responding to my product, and it was the most rewarding. I think. Yeah. I could see you doing more of that again in the future. I would hope so. <laughs> And I don't know if there's anybody that talks about doing like marine um, botanical products. Like, uh, I don't know if there's the way you could take stuff from the ocean, like plant life from the ocean and make it into fabrics too. That's exactly what I can see you doing I'm something obsessed. like that in the future. Well, I'm obsessed with that idea. And that's in the book, by the way. I wrote about it's, that. It's coming book. off your energy. So that's why I'm bringing it up. It's in the book and it's, I, wrote, I wrote it in the book. Uh, Share that. Life, uh, uh, I believe sea life is going to be a major uh, part of the fashion industry and textile industry in the future. Yes, definitely. I, I, I could, I could see a fashion show with like mermaids <laughs> and people dressed in the, you know, not dressed as mermaids, but on the sidelines, you know, the decorated yeah. and you're going to present or someone and you're going to, you're going to be involved in this. It's going to be a presentation of these kind of materials. Well, I, I would be, I don't think I have the, the mind to design you're collaborate. But I definitely would like to produce and make it uh, prompt it. Yes, um, it, it's such an amazing texture, and the energy of it is like like. What oh wow! Said. It is the crystalline texture and energy uh, of the crystal seaweed is an incredible uh, type of plant. And um, how 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 plentiful is it in the in the ocean? I mean, well, we could grow it in farms. Yes, we could have sea farms. Uh, I, I, I think that that would probably be the best route to take. It just sounds amazing if you could do that. It's like having a plant-based burger, <laughs> right? You, get, you start in small stages, but doing it for clothing and doing it for the fashion industry sounds amazing. I mean, I, I love it. Thank you. Tell me this, your book. Tell me a little about why you wrote Healthy Fashion. Okay. Reason being, it was a few years ago, and I I was actually at a monastery living as a cook and kitchen manager, and um, wow. well, the monk, the monk was actually a, an author himself. He wrote about 16 books, and I got a little motivated. Um, and prior to that, when I was working um, as a manager at a retail shop, I was also thinking I had all these ideas and I wanted to write a book. And I didn't even know why I wanted to write a book at that time. It's a few years ago, uh, four or five years ago. But then I finally started having all of these uh, ideas when I 
moved to Mount Shasta, which Mount Shasta is a spiritual vortex, an energy vortex. It's supposed to be a spiritual center with a, a lot of activity, uh, occult activity there for the most part. But I start to have these, not visions, but more like a channeling inspiration. Uh, there was just something coming through me and, and these ideas and these visions really wanted to bring them to life and I wanted to write about them. And so I started writing and it was a very slow process, but I believe with my background in living at the yoga and the monasteries, it really prompted me to kind of slow down and get into that rhythm. And then when I went into the urban life and I, you know, had the fashion jobs, that also gave me the inspiration because I was working with the fashion all the time. I was having all these thoughts that I kind of wanted to do something with them. So this book is is really ideally also it's a part of the ascension, but I want it to be normalized. I want it to be mainstream. I want people to be able to respond to it. So speaking about it on a health and wellness trend type of vibe, as well as a spiritual spirituality and metaphysical vibe, what you said is a multidimensional piece. It goes, it goes all the way around. It's not um, detail oriented. It has a lot of subjects, a lot of topics that really make it realistic that make healthy fashion realistic as well so back to the question that you said what made me start it, i guess it was just a chain of events and i've always been a writer uh, i used to write poetry and short stories at that time i had i had ended up stopped writing completely but then when i went to the mountain and and visited the vortex that really inspired me and prompted me because I was connecting more with my spirit guides at that point. So interesting, you brought up vortex, uh, spiritual vortices. I went to Sedona, and I know they had the vortices as well, and it, it changed my life. It's because of my trip to Sedona that I learned about and got activated to for crystal healing, so and understanding vibrational frequencies and all those kind of things. So I can understand when you're talking about your personal experience yourself, the activation you go through when you are in that kind of environment and working in such a spiritual way, incorporating that in your lifestyle, I think is amazing. And I think that that's actually an interesting aspect of things is to think about the energy where you, where you're located could help inspire you. It could help give you creative ideas of things that help you develop your book, for example. And I just think that's fascinating to think about because from my vantage point, people don't always think about energy vortices and how it could possibly help you with your mind, body, spirit dynamic and creatively creating a book, for example, and writing your own first book. When you were talking, I got the name Emily and you were saying, well, I don't really know. I just wanted to write. And I got the name Emily and it jumped off. I don't know. I know you're spiritually enlightened. So if I was to say that you probably were an author in a prior life and that you had someone by the pen name of Emily that you wrote under and that that's why you have this desire to be an author in your life now. And that's why you have your creative energy you have now. It's a form of intuition. You're very intuitive yourself. I believe so 100% because I, I've been drawn to uh, deceased authors uh, for many years. Like 100 years ago? Is it like well, 100? I, I don't know. I have no clue. But I've, I've read uh, biographies from deceased female authors. And I always drawn that. So I, I believe you're definitely correct. I feel that off your energy. Emily jumped off. And then I also feel like it may have been like 100 years ago in 1920s, the suffrage movement. 
but you might have been involved in that as a passionate person and then wrote creatively. Because I feel like you had a column or something 100 years ago. That's a pretty cool thing, whatever I'm picking up. Well, yeah, I mean, you look psychic. You can tell by (laughs) your, I mean, I read energy and uh, you you have a, you know, you have a psychic look to you. Thank you. Is it the the haircut? (laughs) (laughs) I I think your eyes definitely are very intense. That your eyes look very psychic like you can see an energy through your eyes that not everybody can really i, I don't think everybody has it there's it's like a psychic <laughs> eye or something but yes i actually did listen to your podcast with the you going to sedona and visiting the vortices and that's basically what a kind of experience i had when i went to mount shasta Beautiful. i got like sort of uh like um really connected uh really connected to the other realms. Fashion so, isn't your only. Fashion isn't your only uh, forte in this lifetime, and neither is writing. By the way, you're going to be doing more spiritual activities in your future, and I wouldn't be surprised if you're not like involved in group retreats or doing things that help with the fashion idea to it. It's almost like you might be doing things for people in the fashion industry, and you might put on an event at one of these weeks that you guys do. Um, you might have like some type of an event you do where you help educate everyone and your book gets promoted to everyone. So that's something else I'm picking up for you. I have of- to write this down. I'm going to have to replay it and write it. It's recorded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Oh, this is all great information. Thank you so much for. I, I, hey, no, you're, you're my gift coming to the show. I, I mean, if I pick up stuff when I'm talking to people, I share it in my normal life. So why wouldn't I share it during an interview? No, I mean, you're. You're yeah, amazing no, to share your voice for our audience. And it's important. And I'm so, imp- I still want to get all these different topics on sustainability and environmentalism and environmental justice and social spirituality. These are all things I, I'm very passionate about. So fi- finally meeting someone else who shares that in a, in a different subset. It's just, it's great. <laughs> yes. No, yeah, no, I, I, I loved everything you said. And I think you. you are spot on. I mean, and even with you resonating with my ideas and thoughts, it, it just clear. It's very clear that that is uh, it is advanced material. It's advanced methods. What we're talking about, but it's definitely something that everyone can participate in and, and appreciate and share in their life. Let's say there's somebody listening to our show probably not a normal member of the audience. Maybe they're stuck on a train and they want to listen to a podcast and mine's the only one that somehow came through on their phone with their internet connection and they're listening to us and they're a skeptic and they don't believe anything we're talking about. You know, What would you say to that kind of person to persuade them to come on to understanding that the importance of healthy fashion and incorporating the kind of things we're talking about? I think that uh, hopefully if they don't see it now, they're going to feel it later on in their life they're going to feel it and see it later on in life um, down the road uh, if if they don't have a sense of uh, of what what it's about or they don't feel uh, connected to these ideas i think maybe later on this could this could be like a new development a new idea for them but later on it might be beneficial to them What's one thing about yourself that you don't normally share on in an interview that you would share with our audience just based on right now at this moment that you're willing to share with us that you haven't shared before? A detail about you. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's. You want me to go first? Yes. I'll be a nerd and go first. I'm just, 
I love World War II documentaries. I've been watching them since I'm a little kid. I almost feel like in a past life, I must have been in the European theater because I've watched every documentary you can imagine, and I'm nerdy like that. And my grandfather served in World War II, but nonetheless, it's still me being nerdy, and not a lot of people know. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, then that, that helped me because I, I can say I love techno music. Yes. I am a, a huge fan of techno. Current um, techno or older techno? Like which? Everything techno, all techno. Um, as long as it has a good beat, I, I, I love techno. EPMs? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Have you, and this is just an aside, but have you been to like music festivals and stuff where there's techno there? Yeah, I don't typically go to those. Yeah, I was just curious. And techno is an amazing substrate for me. I used to love techno in, in high school and college, and I still love it now. And I think EDM music, I guess, is the, the new, EDM, music. EDM yeah. music's the new version of it. And I've definitely been into EDM a lot myself the last several years. So I, and music's a healing modality. So we're technically talking spirituality right now. Yes. Because when you yeah. talk about techno, I'm sure there was a lot of techno you listened to during the pandemic and everything that was going on the past year, you know, like I, I felt music was healing for my soul when I got stuck indoors a lot and could go out. Sure it was. I, I, I think that techno has a frequency that can, we can use the frequencies of the music and, and put them through our, our body. It's the frequency of the music we can channel. And I think techno has that at the techno. I don't know. Well, I think uh, one of my favorite things when I look at your book and I wanted you to share with us is to tell us in the concepts and principles like plant-based fibers or mental healthy fashion, what is your favorite concept for you personally that you'd like to highlight for our audience? Um, yes. So I believe that ergonomic design is going to be the future for the healthy fashion industry and ergonomics is producing clothes for efficiency and for comfort. And it is one of my favorite topics because a lot of designs that are being produced, they are not designed ergonomically. They're not completely comfortable. And I believe that we can, as a industry for the design industry, if we can study ergonomics, and I have about 10 to 15 pages about ergonomic uh, ergonomic fashion. It's about designing, not just for efficiency, but for comfort and for serious comfort, like for therapeutic healing. And that's the type of ergonomic design that I'm talking about, a therapeutic fashion design. Could that be something like breathable clothing if you live in a hot climate? Or would that be like, like give us, if you could give me just one example, that would be great. I just, yes. I love to hear this. Uh, Yes, a kind of like spa, um, spa fashion. Um, a favorite. <laughs> shoes with a built-in acupressure point. I mean, I, I believe it's been done, but it's not uh, common. Ergonomics, meaning um, stretch fabrics with bio-based stretch uh, spandex versus the synthetic, but stretch fabrics being a huge part of ergonomics because it helps us move uh, into uh, our own body. It helps us move in, in this flexible cotton, uh, cotton being cotton alone is ergonomic. Um, I believe you're definitely wearing cotton. Yeah. I, you know, what's funny. I normally wear my social psychic shirt and it's not cotton. And I, something made me say, I'm going to put on a cotton shirt today. <laughs> I'm really glad I wore one. <laughs> Yeah, in light of our show and our talk. <laughs> it just looks so comfortable. And it's actually, 
it's, it's an ergonomic design because cotton is it's it's a phenomenal amazing fiber and i can't stress cotton enough how amazing that fiber is um for us therapeutically sure yeah i think of cotton sheets you know the height thread count cotton sheets that you can lay in and yes i no, mean I have, I have a sweatshirt that's partially polyester and i can't get rid of it too comfortable i have a sweatshirt it, it's like 20% polyester. A few of my items have 20% polyester, but they're so comfortable. Yeah. It's almost, it's ergonomic. It, sure. It, it, it makes sense. Yeah, I understand. It, that's why we can kind of get around it a little bit and, and deal with synthetic fibers until we get to the level where we have uh, an abundance of plant fiber. Think of it this way. I believe heavily in small wins. If we can change 10 percentage points less and start from there, and get people used to that change, right? Incrementally over time, it's just one extra substrate of us trying to reverse global warming. That's the way I see it. And we're being spiritual and we're helping our bodies and we're helping nature. But if you think of it, small wins matter. And something like this, a small win matters. And you know, the representation of that small win is your book, in my opinion. It's, it's not a small win in that respect, but in terms of it, you ever think of a pond and you throw a pebble and it creates the ripples, yes. the ripple effect. Your book has the ripple effect for mindsets in the industry to understand this concepts from a, a lofty area into concrete understanding. I think that's what you're going to do is decipher a lot for a lot of people by them reading your book. Thank you so much. That's what I sense. That's what I sense. I, I want to ask you for concepts in your book, universal fashion and cultural integration. Can you explain what that means to our audience and, and why it would be an important concept in your book? Yes, this is a, a, a strong point uh, and topic and it being there's a lot of segregation involved when we wear um, traditional fashions from our cultures and many different cultures have advanced their fashion into it being more uh, you know, popular, uh, trendy. And I think that we all really have to come into a realm of perspective where we universalize fashion, we create a language that everyone speaks about and that everyone talks about. And it's not about everybody wearing the same thing. It's about um, basically advancing fashion and, and creating more of a balance in this world so we can all sort of be a collective as a universe collective as a planet and not just a collective as a country. So I, I believe part of a large role in fashion and, and trying to create more development. One of the uh, challenges that we have in our digital age is sometimes Zoom doesn't always cooperate with us, but I know um, my Zoom sometimes uh, craps out on us. So I apologize for that if that occurs, but uh, I, I, I just going back into cultural integration as a topic with with fashion one of the things i thought of when you said when you were talking about it is how about the diversity right of our cultures and even within like for the united states for example when you have we have different substrates of people that live in all different cultural varieties for fashion right i think there's different types of fashion in our country and i was going to ask you about how does cultural integration work internally within our country itself when you have you know, a melting pot, thank God, we're a melting pot. And how does that, how does, how has that influenced fashion and its development and its future? That's a good question. And I hope that I can answer it correctly. Um, <laughs> <You will. laughs> but basically, um, in 
America, culturally, I think we just have to advance our fashion, um, have a, a good awareness of comfort, and uh, we, we like trends, and that's sort of kind of getting involved into a collective trend, which is universal. So in America, it is a melting pot. Uh, and you actually make a good point. We really do have to bring in all, not costume, but traditional dress, bring in that into America even more. And those, uh, the other corresponding countries can bring in uh, American fashion, uh, European fashion, yeah. you know, wherever, Asian fashion. So I think, what your question was, was basically, how do you integrate culture into America when it's a melting pot? Is that what yeah. You're yeah. And then recognizing for different minority groups or different, you yes. know, we have, it's a melting pot. So we should recognize everyone's part and appreciate it. But then we're also a conglomeration of everybody. It's like, let's celebrate our diversity and put that uh, in. Yes. And I, I, I believe a hundred percent that we have to celebrate diversity. And I also believe we also have to celebrate uh, fashion as a tool to bring us into the future. So futuristic fashion is really going to save us. Futuristic fashion is going to come into a realm, uh, not so much alien fashion, but supernatural fashion. Fashion that is not completely out of this world, but fashion that is in a new dimension. And that we haven't seen it in America. We haven't seen it really anywhere. Where is it? Well, it like I said, it, it's it exists, but it's not a, a true trend. It, it exists in supernatural fashion, and it is part of advancing fashion, bringing it into a realm of new perspective. And that's another reason why I wrote Healthy Fashion is to talk about the design, the design aesthetic where we can go with our fashion to communicate with people, to use it as a transport, a vehicle to even like other dimensions. And I know that sounds a little- I love that. No, no, no. You're on the right platform. You're on the right platform. <laughs> yeah, so I, I believe that the trick with uh, um, America and celebrating diversity, I think we can, we can all utilize what we have, all of our costume, all of our, our, our fashions from history and now. And then we can also advance them into futuristic fashion. That's personal to one to anyone. It's a personal uh, thing, what futuristic fashion means to them. You say that, I think it's George Jetson, but I love the idea. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love the idea of it. And, and one of the things I know someone listening to this right now or whenever they hear it is going to ask themselves, okay, this sounds amazing. I'm in, I'll, I'm, I'm going to get this book. I'm going to, I'm going to start making healthy choices in my fashion decisions, but I'm on a, I'm on a budget and what can I do right away? Well, Until, you know. yes. So you basically uh, wear the most comfortable fashions that you own, wear uh, the most, most of your plant-based fabrics, uh, you can wear lots of color, uh, the color, different colors for color healing therapy. You can wear your own wardrobe, but when we start perceiving our fashion as being a part of this evolutionary uh, awakening, That's we're going to have a deeper connection with our clothing. So we can actually 
buy a new wardrobe or keep our own wardrobe and bring our connection within uh, deeper. Having a deeper connection is really a part of this fat, healthy fashion awareness. You're going to get my little comment coming up. A lot of people won't, but you will. I know you will. How about the idea of using energy healing on fabrics? Like Energy healing on fabrics? Like, yeah, like you're wearing clothes and you know how you do Reiki healing and stuff. What about actually trying to utilize that methodology or that concept into when you're creating your fashion, your clothes, your brands. And then you could say this brand has been created and has also been cleared with <laughs> Reiki energy or what, you know, whatever kind of spiritual idea you could have. It's just an idea. It's spiritual clothing. It's just yes. No, that's a, an amazing idea. Um, it's not documented in my book. Um, however, I, I don't know if I, I've heard similar things, but nothing's exactly what you said, but yes, I believe clothing, um, can be charged that'd be so cool right can you imagine no that is a part that is do it this way for one second let's say you have somebody who suffers they get you went through a breakup and they're really depressed and you can go to the store and pick up a spiritual shirt that when they wear it it has rose quartz infused into it and it's reiki charge and it's all with the power of intention or whatever and the person puts that you give that you gift that shirt to that person when they're going through a hard time and they can wear that shirt and had that sentimental value with it. I just, yeah. that would be cool if you could use clothing in that way or fashion yeah. in that That's a beautiful way of putting it. And, and that would be a, an important step into me. I love it. Futuristic. I would love to see people do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. When you, when you look at fashion itself, it's, it's, a, it's kind of like a foreign thing to me, um, fashion itself. The, the, the one thing I'll say about fashion from my perspective, I've had value to certain shirts I wear, certain outfits I wear that have memories, like for my birthday at a certain year, I look at pictures. That was my favorite blue shirt back then, or those were my jeans that were comfortable. Or from a trip, I bought some clothes in Australia or did certain things that I just, I hold on to those clothes forever. And I wanted to ask you about the sentimental value that we attach mentally to clothes, like our yes. favorite shirt or our value, you know, what, how does that factor into your value or your evaluation of how we are connected to our clothes? Yeah, I mean, you're obviously very connected with fashion based on all of the content that you've spoken about, about fashion. Thank you. <laughs> Your materials are really good to read. <laughs> no, but yes, I, I completely believe that these sentimental connections are something more. And it's part of our, a therapeutic process that we have. And it's, it's not just a material. Uh, it becomes spiritual. There is a spiritual energy behind certain clothes. I know that I, I, I have a specific sweatshirt that I put on and I can relax. I, I can all of a sudden relax putting this sweatshirt on. So yes, I think that there's specific pieces of clothing that people connect with and they, they need those items in their life in that moment as a part of their, their life process. And I, I think I could go deeper with that, but I love that. Yeah. That's, that's what I think. I mean, that, I got to tell you, I feel like I am being spoiled talking to a fashion expert right now who's spiritual. It's like, I'm sure you're enjoying it. I mean, but it's just, it's, it's fun for me. I feel like this is great. It's like, you got an hour to talk to someone who's amazing to share their viewpoints on things that you don't get to talk to many people about. And probably our audience probably doesn't hear much about because how many people are in the fashion industry promoting spirituality at the same time and sustainability and plant-based fabrics. No, thank you. I I'm, I'm actually thrilled that you're so interested in the subject. It, it's it's great to see that you're so you know you're just 
you know, you resonate with all the information. That's, it's really important for me to, to see that. So thank you. You're an ambassador in a way, if you think about it, We're, you're here to change minds, influence opinions, change minds in a good way to have them understand there's something called plant-based fabrics that are important as alternatives to these disgusting polyester, fossil fuel oriented, outdated, outmoded, suppressive fabrics that we shouldn't use anymore. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tell me about your healthy fashion campaign outside of your book. Sure. Should yes. I watch? So the healthy fashion campaign is sort of in conjunction with the book. It's it's like I am sort of being an ambassador to what topic and subject uh, convey, sort of bringing in the book into the world of the campaign. The campaign is like a magazine. I have a blog. I, I post on the blog twice a week. I also do a lot of social media, which includes uh, part of the zine content which has uh, collages, fashion collages. It's really artistic. Uh, mood boards, fashion mood boards, uh, fun fashion. Uh, I, like to, I like to introduce healthy fashion as fun fashion. Basically, the campaign is sort of the extension of the book. It's, it's support a campaign. Put it into action, right? Yes, yes. The go-to after the book is, is, is yeah. now out, you have now this campaign. Exactly. So we're at a good spot for this one. How do we get people involved? Um, you can uh, go to my website and you can go and on the bottom of the website is my newsletter. And my website is www.hfcampaign.com. And that's healthy fashion campaign. H as in healthy, F as in fashion. So www.hfcampaign.com. That's my website. And then I have a blog there. Uh, with lots of uh, reading material, some fun uh, free resources, uh, worksheets and printables. And I have my social media accounts. Uh, Instagram, I'm most active on. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Pinterest. Do you go by your name on Instagram? My Instagram is hfcampaign. Okay. So at hfcampaign. I'll be adding you because I'll be promoting it through Instagram, my other platforms, but at least I know how to, I'll find you on the other ones too, but I just want to make sure. So and if yeah, our audience I, I, add you, I, yep. Absolutely. I, I, I feel speechless talking about these things because these hours go by fast. <laughs> these interviews go by fast. I should say, um, even in light of our challenges right now with our environment and things that we're going through with global warming, how confident are you that the changes you're recommending in your book will be implemented in the future? Um, I'm going to uh, try uh, my best and do everything I can to make the book heard because I do believe that uh, plant fashion and bringing, using fashion as a healing modality is the future uh, of progressing uh, the planet and evolving the planet. So yes, I'm going to try my best and I believe, I believe it's going to be successful. Yes. I have no doubt. I have no doubts. I can tell you that because I can just tell when I'm talking to you, we're discussing things and I feel things and I can tell you connecting to you energetically, you're, you're made for more success. You can do a film or some type of production and I see creative projects for you. And I also see other books. I think this is one of three books you may eventually do to others. And there may be something else that you're going to touch upon more on cultural aspects of future fashion and i feel like you'll have another one after that that talks about i don't know what else but <laughs> i feel like you'll have three books total you're right 
That's what I sense. So you're just at the start. So when you get those other two books, I'm right here. <laughs> I would love to feature them and talk to you about this topic even more because fashion is an expression of us. Yes. It's an expression of our individuality. It's a, an expression of collectivity, right? We all come together, we collaborate and create these amazing looking things and beautiful expressions of ourselves. And think about it. You're an artist. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind, you're an artist, you're creative, and you're also a thought leader yourself. And you have a lot coming up for yourself. That's not just this book. Oh, so, thank you so much. buckle up. There's good things yeah, ahead. Well, thank goodness. <laughs> That's a relief. <laughs> Absolutely. I see you do more international stuff in the future too. Awesome. Traveling abroad, Europe. So I, I just throw that in there before we end the show. <laughs> I, I mean, that's, it's always hopeful to hear uh, things from a psychic. It's, it's always very- <laughs> I, went, I went for a walk last night and I'm in Tampa and I went on river walk. It's like a, a nice sidewalk along the river they created. And as I'm walking, we just wanted to stand Stanley Clump, uh, Stan, Stanley Clump, sorry. And so we, they called Tampa Champa because, you know, the, all three teams won. And as I was walking past the sign, I looked at it for the, the Stanley Cup for the lightning. And I had a premonition that Tampa's going to win the Super Bowl again. So I was like, should I share that on social media? And I did last night. My point is, we share things sometimes. It's important to share. And you making it your point and passion to create this book and to have the advocacy that you're doing right now, I feel honored to have you as an episode on my show for my audience. Because what you're doing is so meaningful and important and is in aligned with how I feel about our environment and things we need to change and things that need to be, just happen at this point. Uh, spirituality is everywhere. And, and having it in the, in the fashion, having it, influence fashion and how we perceive things in our paradigms. I mean, I'm all about paradigm change and paradigm shift. And you're, you're doing that. You're a catalyst for that. So I, I applaud you for you so doing these, pro, you know, doing this campaign and your book and everything. So well, thank you so much for having this show. I, I looked at your website and it's so interesting and to be able to talk to a real psychic, <laughs> really rewarding. <laughs> nah, thank you. I just want to thank Alyssa, for coming on to show this afternoon and discussing and sharing her uh, her amazing viewpoints and just tying together spirituality, fashion, sustainability. There's a lot there. Expression, uh, metaphysical properties, multidimensional properties. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot to look at. But you know what? For ha- healthy fashion and her healthy fashion campaign, looking at fashion as a healing modality, it resonates with me and it should resonate with you too. We're living right now in unprecedented times and we're coming back to our normal lives. And one of the things I've learned in the last two years, any healing modality that I can embrace that can make my life feel better and feel more worthwhile, I'm going to do so. I'm going to look into it. Look into this book when it comes out, check it out, www.hfcampaign.com. Reach out to Alyssa. Find out more about her ideas because I really think they're going to go someplace. And I'm just so happy to be able to showcase this for the show. So until next time, stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms and know that the universe is always yours to explore. 
at Baker's. No matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. If you're a working professional wondering what's next for your career, you've come to the right place. Whether you're looking for a promotion, growth, or a potential career transition, look no further. With over 30 years working in a variety of industries, I share my insider knowledge with those ready to get ahead on Career Advancement with Craig Ansell. Tune in to get your strategies for success. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.